We have breaking news. The San Jose Sharks have officially bought out goaltender Martin Jones. What does that mean for the Sharks? And what does that do for their cap? We'll get into it right now. This is Teal Town Live. Hello, Sharks territory and hockey fans around the world. This is Teal Town Live on this Tuesday, July 27th, 2021. The San Jose Sharks have just announced that they will be buying out the remaining contract of Martin Jones. So welcome to Teal Town Live. This is your live interactive Sharks show. If you want to be part of the show, here's how you do it. Chat with us and help fellow hockey fans on the movie, on the uh page or the app on youtube of course follow us on the social twitter instagram facebook youtube soundcloud reddit discord and of course find everything at tealtownusa.com good to be joined by ian reed ian bud how are you fantastic first time here martin <laughs> jones got bought out who else would be on the show yeah no i mean it's it's a good thing for the sharks it is a you know it is a sad time per se it's like martin jones you're publicly getting fired um but uh you know the the details of of this is, is pretty simple you know uh this is what martin jones is going to be his cap hit will look like originally it was at five and a half million for this season and went down to five and then four and a half uh the other two con uh, the other two years uh now it's you know outside you know, 22-23 and 23-24, uh, it's going to be under $2 million. So what you have actually for original cap hit is his actual salary, what he was going to get paid in real money. His his cap hit um, was 5.25 um, against away. the cap AAV, right? Yeah, so he, so the difference is, um, but uh, his, his his cap hit, his cap hit was actually 5.25. The What you have as original cap hit is actually what he was going to get actually paid in the last three years of his deal right so but uh i mean you have those two rough spots you know 2.4 plus million and 2.9 million you know the following two seasons after this upcoming 21 22 season uh then it gets down to a palatable you know under 1.7 that's that's 1.6 yeah that's that's like a little bit more than what dylan gambrell got paid for uh, for this upcoming season. Uh, but we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about, you know, why he's getting bought out. And, well, honestly, you know, he was a member of the 896 club the last three seasons. Uh, he had a great start. And, Ian, yeah. I mean, he was the goaltender savior that, that uh, Doug Wilson was hoping for uh, after, you know, sending Antti Niemi to Dallas. Uh, and that first round pick along with Sean Corrales looked pretty good early on, including getting you to a Stanley Cup final for the first time ever. Yeah, and, and I think and I think that's the important thing here. And I know that I've spent a lot of time on this show beating up on Martin Jones. But if you go back and the one thing about the Internet is the Internet never forgets there's receipts there. Um, and if you go back, there are times where I absolutely gushed over Martin Jones. Right. Like it wasn't all it wasn't all bad. And and as you see the numbers here on the screen, like it wasn't all bad. There was you know, he had three really, really good seasons before things really tapered off. But the problem is, is that 
after they tapered off, you know, they, they tried a lot of things. They, they got, you know, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but they had, um, like this goaltending guru basically come in and try and work with them to see if they could get his game back on track. Right. You know, they changed goaltending coaches, um, to try and get Martin Jones back on track. Like they really tried everything right. to get Martin Jones back on track and it just never happened. So unfortunately for Martin Jones, it comes to today where unfortunately you have to buy him out. And like, Again, I, I, I know I've beat up on Martin Jones a lot, especially on this show. But at the same time, like my beef with Martin Jones was never with Martin Jones, the dude. I'm sure Martin Jones, the dude is a swell guy. And I'm sure right. it sucks for him to get bought out. But from a hockey perspective, which is what I come on the show to talk about. And that's, that, that is what it is, right? Um, and you look at those games played too. Like they just, <laughs> they ran the wheels off of him so bad yeah. uh, under Peter. And, and I think he did so successful uh, in in his time in San Jose, especially early on, that they needed to use James Reimer to, you know, come in and, and kind of give him the, the, the breathing room per se. You know, he had a fantastic run there and, and to have that extra one. I, I find it funny that, you know, there are some rumblings that, James Marimer might be the guy that, you know, <laughs> replaces him. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he had he had three really solid seasons, and then it fell apart, you know, after, essentially, Vegas, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, Vegas kind of, you know, did him in, and I think it got into his head, honestly. I mean, how many times did he let in a goal in the first five minutes? We constantly talked on After Dark. Yeah. Well, first five minutes, there's a one or the last five minutes, you know, and 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 that got to him. And I think last year and I tell I forget how it was, but I want to say, you know, 13, 13 times in a 56 game season, he got pulled mm -hmm. as the main starting goaltender. And as you know, as much as what you've done in the past, you can't let that happen. I don't care if it's Archer's Urbe, Mike Vernon, Auntie Niemi, Evgeny Nabokov, you know. Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing, right? And here's what separates the, the good goalies from the great goalies from the not good goalies is eventually, for all, and this goes for all goalies, eventually the book is out on where to shoot. Right. And the great goalies adjust. They can make the adjustments to shore up that hole so that the book has to be rewritten. A good goalie can make the adjustments and maybe he stops, goes 50-50 on his weakness. And then a not good goalie just continuously gets burned the same way over and over and over again. And I feel like with Martin Jones, once the book was out on where to shoot on him, the book never changed. Right. And, and it wasn't like he was completely like... He, he had moments like even in his awful seasons, there was still moments of brilliance there. Like, and I think that doesn't probably get said enough. Like there was moments like he, he went on good runs, but the problem is, is over the course of a season, especially the last three years, he just, he wasn't good enough. Right. And consistently not good enough. I mean, remember we had, he had that one stretch where he was named the NHL second star of the week, uh, you know, going with it. 
Uh, I remember that game six, you know, how Hurdle gets credit for the overtime goal, shorthanded goal in overtime, but he set a Sharks record for saves in a playoff game. I mean, yeah. he's, he's had he's had brilliant moments. It just wasn't consistent enough. Um, Chris J. Yes, good to see you, bud. Uh, the problem was never Jones letting in goals after defensive breakdowns. It was const- the constant letting in of goals when it was low danger chances with defense and proper position. You can't let those in. 100%. Yeah, um, we are starting to get some comments from Doug Wilson. AJ, thanks, bud, for all the quotes bringing in from Doug Wilson. Goalies get too much credit and too much blame. Jones played a lot of hockey, maybe too much. I think he'll still play in this league, but we needed to move on, move forward with a different look. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like uh, he did play, he did play a lot of hockey. There was times where, again, James Reimer got brought in because for a long time. They didn't have a backup that they had faith in. So they had to bring in James Reimer to, you know, give him some rest before the playoffs started. Um, and then um, they kind of had the solution for a while in Arendelle. Um, but they needed probably a little bit more um, from from a 1B goalie uh, for Martin Jones. And unfortunately, yeah, like he, he played he played a lot of hockey and they definitely... Um, the amount of hockey he played, they probably ran him a little heavy for for too long. And I, would did that contribute in his downfall? I don't know, but it certainly didn't help. Right. It wasn't it wasn't the best thing. And of course, goaltenders will always tell you they want more action. They want more action. And, and sometimes it's not exactly the best recipe. You need your rest too. Um, and, and who knows d- down deep down inside if. If uh, he was dealing with some sort of ailment that's been hindering him, and that's what cost him, but of course, there, I, I see like in like, like Al saying, you know, uh, EK65 came in in 2018-19, and and that's when things come down when you struggle with the defense. Um, and the defense, you know, they they have a responsibility to help out their goaltender too, but um, you know. Yeah, and I this mean, should look be on, at, him, like, on the them too. The defense has to be better in front of whatever whatever goalie comes in next. Like the defense absolutely has to be better in front of the next goalie, right? But again, the problem was like Chris WS said it. Like you know, Martin Jones, it wasn't just the the bad goals after defensive breakdowns. It was goals on where guys were in position, and Martin Jones just didn't have his angle. Like there was there was plenty of that. Like it's easy. I understand how. People are like, oh, well, yeah, the defense went and, you know, the defense and it's all Eric Carlson's fault. Right. I, I like the the problem was is even like even that last season where he was in eight nights, like the Sharks could outscore their problems and then they stopped outscoring their problems. Right. And eventually, like this team doesn't have the offense to make up for a bad goal, which they were able to do in that and in, in that um what it was 2018 19 or, or or definitely 2019 20 um it's it's one of those things where okay is this also part of you know i mean aj's talking to nad nauseam pavelski nyquist donskoy but donskoy wasn't doing anything you know Nyquist was okay as much as he, but he was a. I mean, he was he but, was a he was a rental. Like he was always going to be a rental, right? Uh, but the the scoring dried up, and with Pavelski yeah. gone, and you were expecting a little bit more more help from the blue line. 
uh, you know, that's where I think more more of the blame comes into play with this, and it, it's now getting more and more magnified. Uh, and I think mm-hmm. going into the into this upcoming season, they need to shore up their their scoring. They need secondary scoring badly. Um, you know, but getting back to what Doug Wilson was saying, we explored options that could work for for him, Jones, and us, and worked in tandem with his agent. You always try to treat the player with class and respect. The buyout option was the cleanest option. So they did try to do things, but obviously with a goaltender that's sub-900, it's going to be tough to uh, get any takers. Especially at 5.25. And here's yeah. the thing, right? Like... You have to, the. I, I mean, it's good that the Sharks looked, and I do believe, like, when Doug Wilson says that, you know, they tried to get the best, you know, make this work the best way for Martin Jones that he could, I take that at face value. Right. Absolutely. Um, the problem you'd obviously have to weigh is if you're going to move a goalie, A, what else are you going to have to move with Martin Jones to get him mm-hmm. traded? Because you're probably throwing in a sweetener. And then on top of that is the salary you're going to have to retain more or less than a buyout. And I feel like they, at the end of the day, they thought that the buyout numbers in the first three years were more palatable than whatever they would have had to retain to, to move him plus a sweetener. Like, I, I think this was probably the cleanest way to do it. I agree. I think, again, you look at the, the buyout number, and I don't think the buyout number is, it's going to be a little bit painful in the first couple of years, but the the one six at the end, like the one six at the end doesn't bother me at all because no. one, the cap's going to start going up again at some point. Does it start going up? Maybe does maybe it only goes up in the last year of that one six. That's problematic. But I feel like 1.6, if you look around at some of the other buyouts that teams have made over this last little bit, like this is nothing. Yeah. Like ask Minnesota about buyout numbers and, and cap damage being done like this. As far as like, is it is it ideal? No, but they had to do something. You couldn't come back with this group that you cannot blow up because of the contracts and with Martin Jones and say, hey, guess what? Everything is fantastic. You know, we're, we're going to win with this group like you couldn't do that. You can't you can't say we're going to try and be better this year and then do nothing with Martin Jones because a you don't want to pay the cap penalty. But is like is not having him at five point two five against your cap worse? Yeah, I mean, and you can only do fifty percent of salary retention, correct? Yes, that is the. Uh, so you're you're basically saying it's like little little over two point six million for the next three years if you were to trade but- him. But you'd have to trade something with him because right. no one's just taking that. No one's just taking Martin Jones and half his salary for nothing. Like you're gonna have to throw something to sweeten the pot. This way, you don't lose anything off your roster, right? And your cap space is, you know, your your cap space. Yes, is it going to be completely smooth? No, but you are getting cap savings those first three years. And the last three years, yeah, okay, it's a, it's a negative one point six million. But again, that's gonna be peanuts like it's right I, I don't think we're going to look at this team in five years ago you know if we could have just signed another player for 1.5 that's where the stanley cup was going to be <laughs> damn it i mean some people will make that argument but oh you sure no but the but the point i think trying to make that you're making is is that uh, look at the outcry that we had to send a second round pick along with uh oh, why am i blanking now uh, koshinash to arizona for aiden hill 
you know, just think of what that is, or or look at what what the Leafs had to do to trade, you know, Marlowe with his cap hit to get bought out. Uh, yep. I, we'd be beyond upset right now. So yeah, this is the cleanest option. I I totally it, get that. It's, yeah, it's the cleanest option. Like the one point six in the last three years, I can understand how that's going to ruffle people's feathers, but I think it's a small price to pay because we've seen the last three years. If you think like, you know, and then watch Martin Jones is going to go to a new team and completely light it up. Oh, but yeah, because that, that'll be you know <laughs> that'll be the most thing uh, that'll happen. And you know what? And and I kind of hope that he does because again, Martin Jones, the guy seems like a cool guy. Like I don't have an issue with Martin Jones, the human being. I just don't want to watch him play in net for my team anymore. Yeah. And, 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 you know, no disrespect to him. I mean, we had a great time talking about how big our Joners are, but you know, it's, it's time to move on when, when you have, when you're consistently inconsistent and you have an 896 save percentage, it's, it is where it is and getting to where the sharks want to get back to that's gonna that's the first step to it uh getting Aiden Hill was important for us drafting Goodra was important we like our pipeline but we expect to get another goalie soon we expect to add a quality veteran so yeah what you have to do so yeah yeah absolutely you can't throw all the kids in there uh and hope for the best you know um so here here's my question to you is what's out there you know, uh, Carlos, you know, saying, you know, we'll be seeing Aiden Hill or Alexi Melnichuk or bring in another no. NHL attendee, Grubauer, yeah. okay. Bernier, so, hopefully. So here's the thing. Yeah. So so the, the, the goal isn't like they're not bringing Melnichuk up. Like, so let's slam the brakes on that right now. Melnichuk is going to get all the starts he can handle in the AHL this year. And that is what he should be doing right. at this point. Um. So obviously you're going to look at what other goalies are out there. I think their goalies probably going to come from free agency. They're probably going to grab a free agent guy. The landscape isn't amazing. Like I'm not going to lie and be like, Oh my God, there's so many amazing free agent goalies. And, and, and here's the thing. And I've said this a bunch of times about this team. The answer doesn't have to come this year. You just need a guy that can play. Like, I think honestly they should look, they should grab a guy for two years tops. And then if it works out great. And if it doesn't, then in two years you go and you, you know, as the team starts to come out of this dreadful tailspin they're in, and I'm not saying it's going to be just two years for that to happen. Right. But I'm saying, you know, you just need a stopgap guy, the guy you signed right now, like you don't have to solve all your problems in one summer. It'd be nice if they did. Don't get me wrong but you don't have to, right? <laughs> so here's the thing. So you can grab a guy, right? Like, obviously, some people are going to, you know, I, I know Braden Holpe is getting mentioned a lot on Twitter. That right. doesn't excite me at all. He has, He's had some, uh, he had a pretty rough year. But at one year, do you hate that? I don't hate it. No. Um, some of the guys, like, if I was really going to look at a guy, I might look at a guy like Peter Mrazek for a couple of years. You know, um, I don't think you're going to pry Grubauer out of Colorado. Um, Without I, a hefty penny. Uh, yeah, right. And again, we're not looking, you're not looking to sign a guy to a big contract, right? You're, you're going to look for a guy who's going to come at a decent contract, who's going to come and share the net with Hill. You need, basically, I think what the Sharks should probably go with is you need like a 1A, 1B option. So you got maybe like a 60-40 split percentage-wise uh, game start. 
you that's probably what you're looking for at the sharks at this point right um i don't i know some people are mentioning james reimer i don't know if i want james reimer as a 1b i like as a 1a sorry i like james reimer as a 1b 1a mm, i'm not sold but i don't know i might look at a guy like peter Morazic. you know again a guy who can come in and play a couple of things you know right. does um the return of Devin Dubnik doesn't really excite me. I mean, there's not a whole lot here that makes me super excited and says, this is the guy, right? Right. But like bringing in a guy like Yara Halak for a year, that doesn't offend me. No. I don't know if you want to go too with Yara Halak, but like guys like that, I think you just need to bring in a guy, a steady guy, a guy who's going to be good for Hill to mentor. Again, you don't have to solve your problems. If you're looking at maybe like a younger guy that you might, want to try something longer term with maybe a guy like Linus Allmark. Linus Allmark has been mentioned before. Uh, you know, one person that hasn't been mentioned yet and I can't see Toronto doing it. Is there any chance Freddie Anderson comes in? I mean, how much do we have on the cap now? Freddie Anderson's going to make too much money. Yeah. I don't think he's, he's just, he's a guy who's still going to command a decent payday, even though his last season wasn't great. Someone's going to roll the dice that he's going to get better. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe, but if you give him like a one year and see what happens, like I again, I don't hate it. Look at Martin Jones, statistically the worst goalie in the league. Anyone you bring in should be an upgrade at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, um, it, it's it's remains to be seen what's going to happen. You know, or yeah. what's out there because I, I agree, you need to have a veteran goaltender, um, and, and you need somebody that's going to take a lot of pucks and, and stop him. Because, mm -hmm. because considering everything that's gone on uh, with the Sharks the last couple of seasons, you're taking a lot of shots. You need to make a st stop a lot of pucks on your own, for that matter. Yeah, I mean the defense needs to be better, right? Like again, like I don't think that the defense should get a free pass here. Like the defense, absolutely, a hundred percent has to be better. There's no two ways around it. It doesn't matter. It won't matter who you bring in if that goalie's not going to get any help. Right. And I can't stress that enough this is where this if you're a defenseman for the san jose sharks or for that matter the barracuda or if you're developing and you're in junior or in college this is your wake-up call yeah. you know uh, you you should feel partially bad that that jones is gone because you're you're supposed to be helping him out too and you didn't uh, so hopefully the defense gets their their crap together soon as well. Mm -hmm. uh, in yeah, and that's that's on that's on the players. It's also on coaching. Yeah, right. Like big time. I think Bob Ugner needs to come in with I don't want to say like completely rebuild the system from the ground up, but on the defensive end they need to definitely take a look at things. Yeah. Uh, Wilson was saying we have to be absolutely absolutely defend better in front of our gold goalies. Jones was the best when we were a man down in the shootout, but on five on five dot, dot, dot. That's concerning, you know, go figure with that, you know, with, yeah. with special teams. He was pretty good in, in shootout. Pretty good. Heck overtime. I mean, you got, he was ex excellent in the shootout because he got them through overtime. Yeah, like again, like uh, Martin Jones' time in San Jose wasn't all bad. It was just really bad the last three years. Right. Like again, like I, I, I can't stress this enough. Like I know, again, I've beat up on Martin Jones more than anyone else <laughs> on this show, but like, but it's understandable. But it's yeah. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't unwarranted at this point, right? right? 
Yeah. Uh, this was not a decision we made lightly. We knew that a change had to be made. Or it was needed, but we can't forget what Martin Jones did for this. And, and honestly, you know, like I said earlier, he got that respect back in from Auntie Niemi falling apart and, and everything. And, I mean, when you get to the promised land that one time, yeah, the, the, the expectation gets higher and higher. Um, yeah, Martin Jones was a huge part of that cup run. Like, let's not pretend. Like, like I don't pretend that didn't happen. The problem is, is that was five years ago. Exactly. Bang on. Bang on, Ian. I mean, it's, you, ha you have to understand that, you know, five years ago, Jumbo and Patty were on, on this team, and, and Paz was just lighting it up in the playoffs. Nowadays, you know, we just can't stay with the same team. I mean... If Jumbo and Patty were on this team right now, yeah, th we'd be talking about multitude of problems, you know, developing in this organization. I think I just started twitching just by you, just by you saying that. S sorry. <laughs> I, did. I apologize. I don't want you to be twitching. Uh, unless you're going on Twitch to play video games. That That's different, though. Uh, going to tomorrow, I need one more goalie. Looking at another center, whether it's the three or four spot. Also like to add another third or fourth line vent vet. Uh, a leader mentor type those are the priorities yeah all good all good things i mean obviously um you probably i i mean i don't know the culture in the locker room but if you go by reports the culture isn't yeah. good so you probably want to bring in a, a respected veteran guy to maybe try and right that ship a little bit mm -hmm. And maybe get everyone back on the same page i don't know if you can at this point but it's something you definitely have to do for sure um, and obviously look, and it also says that, you know, we're basically, we're, it's definitely an indictment on some of the kids that you would hope would jump into those roles. Um, so we'll see what happens, it's, right. uh, but it's definitely, it's an indictment on that for sure. Uh, it, it's definitely a rare time for Doug Wilson to be active free agent of frenzy day. I mean, the last time he, he was really uh, would we 2015 picking up Joel Ward and Paul Martin, and, and of course the the joke there is is that if your name is Martin and you play for the Sharks, you're eventually going to get bought out, um, unless your name is Adam Burrish, but you know. Right. Yeah. If you have a Martin in your name, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, look at um. You know, credit to the Sharks. I mean, obviously, they've always. When it comes to the roster, like nothing seems to be off the table. And I do always appreciate that because some ownership groups may not want to pay a guy to not pay, play for you. Right. Right. Um, but uh, the one thing that the that I always do give Hasso credit for is when it comes to the roster, he's generally the checkbook's always open. So, I mean, that's I think that's positive. Yeah. Uh, totally, totally. So. You know, you're going into Freezing Frenzy. You're going to have you have some spots to fill. Um, hey, Al Martinet. It's like I can't wait for Marlo to play the fourth line again. Oh gosh. <laughs> it's like you know. So, but it's going to be interesting to see what they do and everything. You, you said they have about twelve million in cap space to go for. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah, so I mean, you can definitely make some moves. Or I don't think you you're not gonna the the sharks. They've already got all the the big money signed, right? So it's just gonna be, it's gonna be doing business around the edges now. Obviously, a starting goaltender or a one A goaltender at least is going to probably cost you a little bit. But 
12 million to get the things that Doug Wilson seems to want to get. Right. I mean, it's it's definitely doable. For sure. Ian, you still with me here? I think you AOL well, for a moment. There we go. There we are. Um you know, it, it's just going to be something that that's going to have to happen down the road. And they need to get some players. Yes, that can be a leadership help uh for that matter. You need some obviously you need some help there. You also do need to sign, you know, Aiden Hill. Yeah. Um, you know, which is which is, you know, one of the other things right now. But again, I don't think Aiden Hill is going to cost you a whole ton of money. You think even after it's like, well, hey, now you have no goaltenders if I don't sign anywhere. He's still an RFA. His option is sign or go home. Yeah. Um, but speaking of goaltenders, there, I mean, my goodness, what a uh, what a day. Of course, Braden Holpe gets bought out in Vancouver. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, you know, you have the uh, craziness of of uh, Marc-Andre Fleury going to Chicago and, you know, finding out through Twitter. Yeah, I mean, so let's talk about this for a second. Yeah. So there, there is something like to admire about the win at all costs mentality, but there's like, there's a human cost. There's always a human cost, right? So like, well, it's so well, I as grudgingly admire Vegas for, they, they always go like, they always go right. for it right. since they've been in the league. It's always been, it's been go, 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 go. And there, there's a part that I have to grudgingly admire about that. However, there is a human cost and this team has done some things that are going to hurt it in the long term. And I was a Sharks fan. Fantastic. Love it. <laughs> Completely ruin the reputation of your franchise. <laughs> like, by all means, I, I will stand here and eat popcorn and watch and smile. But at some point, this is going to catch up to them. At some point, you know, a guy's going to look and Vegas will be an option for a place that he can go. And right. he might say, you know what? I like that. But what happens if it doesn't work out? And, you know, like, like Marc-Andre Fleury didn't have, like, didn't have to go anywhere. No, no. Right. Like, here's the thing. Like, he waved to help the team. And now, <laughs> like, and they just, to do that, like, the guy who's been, one of the faces of your franchise since its inception. Like the face. It's, it's, it's dirty. <laughs> like it's dirty. I can't, they did them. They did them dirty. I can't think of another way to, to get around that. Like, yeah. I, and, and what does that tell you? I mean, play, I, so Mark Andre Fleury, according to cap friendly has a modified no trade player submits mm-hmm. a 10 team, no trade list. So Chicago was apparently one of the, teams that he could go to if he supposedly says that he found out about this trade through twitter i just think like again like you can't you can't treat players like this right especially respected players like mark andre fleury because if right. you can do that to mark andre fleury you can do it to anyone and, and again right like everyone's watching and eventually it's going to come a time where a guy's going to come and he's going to have options with vegas or another team on the table and he might go you know what maybe I'll go to the other team or his agent 
will advise him, you know, maybe you don't want to go there because they do business kind of shitty. So maybe you should go over here instead, right? And that's going to be the cost. It won't be tomorrow, but at some point, that's what Vegas is going to have to that that that's Vegas is going to have to answer for for some of the things they've done early on. Yeah. Um some news as as other things are coming down or I'll I'll cap it with this. Um Vegas trade practically nothing to get Flurry off their books. Um so we'll, we'll They see. had to do something. Yeah, Vegas had to make Vegas had to do something because their team where obviously just brought back Alec Martinez. Um, they don't have anyone that can go on the IR that I know of. So, I mean, Not they had yet. to do something. <laughs> right. They don't have anyone. I mean, maybe we'll come get close to the season. They have $12 million in cap space now. So, um, well, I mean, obviously that'll decrease once Alec Martinez. Um, is that on their books yet? I don't know. Give me a second here. Uh, I oh, haven't no, it's, seen it. It's, it hasn't actually officially gone through yet. So, um, on cap friendly. So, Again, they're going to, you know, and they're going to be a guy now that they're going to need a cheaper goalie to come in and, and play behind Leonard. So, so uh, Doug, are you even toying with the thought of asking Chicago for some salary attention for Flurry, for that matter? Because, oh, the irony if that were to ever happen. But haven't heard anything like that. No, this, I, 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 I just be it just be irony, just like how everybody was saying, oh, yeah, go get, you know, Gallant after uh, Pedot Boer went to uh, Vegas. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Like, the Central's going to be, I think the Central's going to be fascinating next year. Right. Fascinating Central. And Chicago's kind of recouped. They've they've kind of done their their retool or reset, per se, especially if Blurry stays uh, in Chicago, which, you know, per his agent, Alan Walsh, he's, um, he's contemplating his hockey future. Uh, obviously he for sure. loves Vegas and he didn't want to leave. So we'll see about that. But, uh, Kevin Weeks is now saying that, you know, uh, Keith Yandel to the flyers, that that's yep. going to happen I mean, they can't on announce a one-year anything deal tomorrow. Yeah. Not yeah. Till tomorrow, but now the avalanche could be working on a trade. Mm. Uh, so we'll see on that. Maybe that's the sign in trade for Landeskog. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, sign in trades are, Everyone always, oh, the sign and trade, the sign and trade. Like, it's not basketball. These things, like, almost never, ever happen. It's like an offer sheet. It's right. It's like this, it's this magical unicorn Pegasus thing yeah. that everyone talks about, but no one's ever seen. All right. Well, with that, I think that brings brings you up to speed uh, with everything. So in case you missed anything and you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Hit that subscribe button on the YouTube. Hit that notification bell. That lets you know when we are going live, when stuff like this happens. You know, we, we only had a few minutes before we jumped on the air. Uh, so that notification bell is very important when news breaks we will bring it to you on this youtube channel of course check us out audio wise with the apple and google podcasts but also soundcloud spotify tune in to iHeartRadio, and if anything just go to tealtownusa.com and we'll have all our stuff up there for you so uh in your final thoughts where the people can find you and if you were to guess on which veteran goaltender the sharks would get where, where were you putting your? Where are you trying to get your foreseen points from? 
I'm going to I'm going to say Peter Morazic cuz I think I don't know if there's going to be like people banging down the door for his services driving his price up. Mm-hmm. So that's I think that's the guy that I would probably go with. My dark horse might be a guy like Jonathan Bernier. But again, I don't think he's the guy that you want starting all the games with Aiden Hill. But he might be a good guy to pair with Hill. So maybe maybe Jonathan Bernier is my dark horse. Um, but I'm going to say probably Peter Mrazek or Yarrow Halak. Those would be my two. Those would be the places I'd go first. Okay. All right. Um, and where you can find me, I am at Ian Bloggs Hockey on the Twitter machine. I will have to find something new to have Angry Paddington over, but we'll find something. <laughs> gotcha. I'm at PuckGuy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. Uh, if anything happens tomorrow, we will let you know, uh, and we will go from there. I know AJ's working on an interview with the one and only uh, King of Saskatoon, Drew Romenda. Uh, so we will see as to how this will go out, but... Uh, Thank you to everyone who's watching, to all the 59 of you. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. I think we got up to like 80 at one point. So incredibly th- appreciative of that. Uh, and until we chat again, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day. We'll see you down the road. <laughs>